Welcome into the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here. Hope you all had a wonderful Mother's Day. If you didn't, well, odds are you probably had it coming to you. You probably weren't nice enough to your mom. So we're here on uh, Monday now, and since we were talking about the uh, the 2016 NFL Draft all of last week, we figured now that we've had a nice two-day breather, it's time to get into the 2017 Draft. Isn't that right, Mark? That's the right way to go about it. No rest. No rest for the weary. Draft season never ends. And hey, quick shout-out to the new intro music, huh? Yeah, we got a, a little bit of a uh, a new song for you, kicking things off. It's uh, from a couple college buddies of mine, actually, a band called Filliger. They were a couple of years ago on tour with Counting Crows for the summer, and uh, I've done some pretty cool stuff. I believe they have either five or six albums uh, out in total now. They tend to tour around a decent amount in the summer. So if you guys are looking for uh, you know something to pick up for you know ten bucks, check them out. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Filliger and. Uh, yeah, should we? Uh, let's do a little quarterback talk, Mark. Uh, who's the number one quarterback heading into twenty seventeen? You're not getting an answer from me <laughs> in that question. Um, and I know if you've been on Twitter, listeners have been on Twitter. People I avoid already, it. Yeah, people are already trying to talk QB one right now. I've seen the discussions already. I'm going to avoid those at all costs. But I am rolling out a two part series this week. My thirty QBs that I'm watching um, this next season and. The first 15 names dropped. Um, they're out today, Monday. And I'm not ranking these guys right now because I haven't seen enough tape on any of these guys really to make like a full determination on, okay, this guy's QB1, this guy's QB30. But there are some names here that people will know and there are some names that people won't know. And the name that, again, these are in no particular order, but the first name on the list is Clemson quarterback Deshaun Watson. And and talking about Watson, obviously, look, I know that you and just about everyone else has a, a ton of film work to do uh, on him and on other guys. I think the best way to go through this is talk to me in terms of just some traits that stand out just initially and, and not saying that, you know, this guy is going to be this or that or projecting, but what are some of the traits that people should be watching when they see Watson in action? I mean, the first that jumps out, I mean, two really are arm talent athletic ability. I mean, those just pretty much jump out the screen. I mean, he can throw the ball deep down the field. Um, it's just as well, if not better than anybody I've seen in a while, I think. Um, but he's got that velocity to challenge the deep out route. He threw a couple of those in the playoffs. He had one against Clemson, um, one against Oklahoma that went for a touchdown. Uh, similar route design against Alabama that didn't go for a touchdown, but went for a couple of big plays. Athletic ability and balance in the backfield. I mean, he's similar in a way to almost like Jacoby Brissett, where he can he's big enough to shrug off defenders in the pocket, but he's also athletic enough where he can run away from guys, which is a, an element that Brissett didn't really have to his game. Um, He's got some good touch on the ball as well, either both in the red zone or just in the vertical passing game. Uh, locks onto targets at times, which is something that he'll need to improve on. He'll need to get better at progressions and things like that. Um, but for where I sit right now, look, he's definitely, if people are ranking their top quarterbacks, he's in the mix. As you go through some of the different traits that you look at, and I'm, I'm not even going to look at you know one quarterback because I don't want us to get too roped into, well, this is the guy that we're talking about. Who stands out to you in terms of just talking about accuracy as a trait? What are some of the guys that just at initial, uh, initial appearances, who stood out to you from that perspective? I mean, Luke Falk from Washington State runs that. You know, he's coach, his coach, Mike Leach, sort of an air raid guru. So Falk runs that air raid offense out for Washington State. He's a pretty accurate passer. He's The issue with him is going to be, okay, 
is he going to get tagged with that air raid system quarterback and people are going to tend to you know look in another direction we just saw Jared Goff go number one overall running a similar type of offense so maybe that sort of stigma might have lessened a little bit so I think if people just again scout the traits not the scheme they look at Falk they might see a guy that accurate quarterback now what he needs to do Again, working through progressions. Doesn't do a ton of it right now because he's thrown to some pretty open receivers. And he needs to move his eyes. Um, another quarterback that will see a target, lock onto it, doesn't always get to that second or third read, doesn't look off safeties as much as he should. So that's an area where he needs to, to kind of improve. Another quarterback that I think is fairly accurate, Seth Russell from Baylor. He was putting up huge numbers for the Bears last year before he suffered a neck injury. He's on track to come back week one. Um, running that Art Bryles sort of high-tempo attack. Um, in his first start, he had a number of great, accurate throws against SMU in his first start last year. So I think he's a guy that, as far as accuracy goes, stands out. And one name that I'm kind of pulling from the FCS law, I've got seven FCS quarterbacks on the list of guys that I'm watching. There's a quarterback, Steve Cluey from William & Mary, uh, three-year starter now. He started as a sophomore back in 2013. He's actually the first sophomore quarterback to start for William & Mary since about 2005, 2006. He had Trey McBride with him, so he was getting to throw to a guy that's now in the NFL. But Clue's a pretty accurate passer. He's somebody that out of the Colonial Athletic Association people might want to keep an eye on. This is not just a uh, token William & Mary guy from you. I mean, I know that you got strong feelings, and we all try to hide our biases, but sometimes they come through. This isn't that type of thing, is it? No, it's not that type <laughs> of thing. I mean, b- believe me, if there were a Wesleyan quarterback that I could find to throw on this list, that would make more sense as sort of a, you know, sort of token homerism pick. But no, I think Cluey is an experienced passer, um, does some nice things throwing the football, doesn't turn it over a ton. I mean, he threw four interceptions as a sophomore. He did throw 10 as a junior, but they were throwing the ball a lot more. They gave him more, you know, more to do with that offense, uh, led the tribe to the playoffs. So, again, yeah, I went to law school at William & Mary, but this isn't a homer pick. I think Chloe's a guy to keep, at least keep an eye on as the season unfolds. You mentioned uh, when you were talking about Watson that one of the things that stands out to you when you look at his game is the arm strength. Who else is up there in terms of uh, having elite arm strength in this class? I don't know if elite is the word that I would use for this guy, but uh, Baker Mayfield, who I think, um, you know, Matt Waldman, you know, friend of Pylon, kind of called Kevin Hogan the ugly duckling of last year's quarterback class because Hogan has that, you know, sort of awkward delivery, doesn't look quite right, doesn't look visually appealing, um, but gets the job done. I think Mayfield fits that bill to a T in this class. I mean, the mechanics are a little wonky at times. He's sometimes running around in the pocket. that doesn't look like he has a plan or a method to his madness, but he gets a job done. And I think he has enough arm talent that I don't know if it's elite, but it certainly stands out when you're watching him. Brady Gustafson from Montana, another FCS quarterback that I'm keeping an eye on. He's a guy that nobody really knew about. because, And when he made his debut on the national stage, everybody was tuning in to watch the guy on the other side of the field that nobody knew about in Carson Wentz. I mean, if you remember how last year started Montana, North Dakota State had a nationally televised game on ESPN. Sure. It was before the, you know, the FCS game, before the FBS games kicked off. So everybody was watching. Musburger was there doing the game with Herb Street. And everybody was tuning in to see who the heck Carson Wentz was. Gustafson is the one that wins the game with a last-minute drive. 
Um, another big kid, 6'7". I'm sure people are already going to make the packs and Lynch comparisons, but he's a different quarterback. He's more of a in-the-pocket, drop-back, you know, reline, drop-back classic, you know, drop-back. Oh, man, I am butchering this. He's more of your classic drop-back passer. He enjoys dropping back is what you're saying. He's something like that. I tried 15 times <laughs> to get that. <laughs> is, is this year's class uh, heavier with traditional drop-back passers, or is it more tilted towards – uh, quarterbacks more athletically gifted, more out of structure, or is it a nice balance? I think it's a nice balance. I mean, one of the names that people are talking about, Brad Kea from Miami, um, another quarterback that people are, I think have rated fairly highly in this class. He's more of your prototypical, like pro style guy. If you want to use that awkward phrase for pro style, whatever people want that to, to mean when they're talking about a college football offense. He's a guy that, you know, works under center, runs play action and stuff like that. Stuff you tend to think that you would see from a pro offense. So, you know, Chad Kelly from Mississippi, from Ole Miss, uh, more of a spread type quarterback. Um, KD Humphreys, another FCS quarterback from Murray State, from the Racers, another spread type quarterback, but again, a three-year starter for the Racers. When you watch him on tape, you see the athleticism, um, how he moves in the pocket, slides around in the pocket fairly well. Pretty good decision maker with the football. Again, another quarterback that, and I don't know if it's a function of the level of competition or what, but definitely locks on to targets a lot. You know, I watched his game against University of Tennessee Martin, um, watched his game against Austin P, and there was another game of his that I watched uh, against Kentucky Wesleyan, which was a bit of a mismatch. But again, would lock on to that first target, wouldn't go through progressions a ton, It'll be interesting to see if they give him more to do and give him some more complex reads this season. Now he's, again, his third year as a starter, and maybe we'll see some more of that. In terms of uh, looking at uh, you know, things such as uh, footwork and mechanics, who's, who are some of the cleanest guys that you see coming out in this year's class in terms of how they actually uh, execute? I mean, mechanically, Watson is pretty good um, in terms of just a throw in motion. Um, Another guy, Patrick Tolles um, from Kentucky, now transferred to Boston College. Um, you look at the production, the numbers aren't great. I mean, he's a guy that threw for, I think it was nine interceptions his first year as a starter. And then last year, before losing his job, threw for 14 picks. Now he's transferring to Boston College, a team that needs offensive help badly. I mean, BC was a team last year that other than one 76-point blowout over Howard University, they basically did nothing on offense. That defense was their entire team. And that was so, a good defense, too. That was a really good defense. I mean, people forget that this was like, I think they were a top-five defense in the country. So if they could get any sort of production from Tolls now as he comes over, it's not guaranteed that he's going to win the starting job. But you would think that with a team that had the offense that they did last year, you get a guy from the SEC, even who's struggled a little bit, he should win that job. Tolls, I think, is a fairly clean passer in terms of mechanics when you're talking about footwork in this class at least the guys that i'm talking about today there's one that stands out that has pretty good footwork and this might be vernon adams 2.0 everybody and that's dakota prukop transfer from montana state at the fcs level now he's going to the university of oregon just like we saw last year vernon adams leaves eastern washington an fcs school goes to oregon wins the job now he's struggling to find his way into the NFL, but Prukop I think has a better shot because he's your more pro, he looks the part more than Vernon Adams does. Has the size to do it, but he slides well in the pocket, moves around, fights in the pocket, similar to Jared Goff. He'll create just enough space 
to make a throw. He'll stand in there when he knows he's going to get hit in the mouth to make a throw. So he's a guy that I'm, I'm assuming he's going to win the job out there. And if he does, watch out. Keep an eye on Dakota Prukop. We obviously still have the uh, the entire fall season to go through in terms of evaluation, but when you talk about this class uh, coming up compared to the one that we just saw, compared in terms of top-end talent as well as depth. I think with respect to top-end talent, there's some names that we've talked about, some that are going to be in the second half of this piece. Pat Mahomes from Texas Tech is one. Um, the two kids from Notre Dame, Deshaun Kaiser and Malik Zaire, one of them is going to be the starter out there, and whoever it is, they're going to have a nice team around them who should put up some good numbers. JT Barrett, remember him, um, kind of fits Urban Meyer's offense, I think, better than Cardale Jones. So I think he should be able to put up some good numbers. So I think there are some names at the top that people have seen and are more familiar with than the guys last year. I mean, Jared Goff, people kind of knew who he was, but again, a Cal quarterback, kind of people were uncertain about him. People expected bigger things from Christian Hackenberg, and obviously that didn't pan out. And Carson Wentz really just kind of came from, you know, nowhere, unless you had been reading inside the pylon for the past two years. So I think at the top there are more names that people are familiar with, and there might be some better talent to it. Again, I've got a list of 30 guys. I'm not so sure about a lot of these guys long-term. They look nice now, but we want to see what they do this year. So I don't know if it's going to end up being as deep a class as this was. I mean, we saw, I think, 14, 15 quarterbacks drafted, something like that, which was a fairly high number and a lot more that are you know, getting tryouts, minicamp invites, and things like that. So it was a fairly deep class this year. I don't know if this class is going to prove itself to be as deep as this year's. I'm going to completely jump ahead now. Obviously, we have more than just this year's draft class to look at coming up. Who are some other guys, not necessarily that are eligible for this year's draft, but just some other names that you're starting to get on your radar as you uh, you know, potentially are watching film on other players that have caught your eye to this point? Josh Rosen. I mean, the UCLA quarterback started as a true freshman. And, I mean, there are people that are already talking about him saying, look, this quarterback class this year wasn't that great maybe. Next year's maybe not – might not be that great. But if he – Rosen comes out two years from now, he could be the one. Um, and obviously he's got a ways to go. Um, UCLA ran a bit of a simplified offense for them. I mean I don't even think they really truly used a playbook. It was basically just kind of a bare bones attack that they were using. And he still put up good numbers, looked pretty good at times. Looked like, okay – you could see this guy growing into a potential first-round draft choice. Now you start to let him do some more in that offense, give him some more options, give him some more reads, some more complex play structures to run. He might really pan out to be the next you know, big-name quarterback, sort of in that Andrew Luck kind of vein where, okay, there's no doubt, there's no debate in it. He's QB1, and he's going first overall. Now, that being said, Chuck, you and I know how this whole evaluation process goes. They love you before they hate you. He is going to get, you know, you either die hero or live long enough to be the villain, right? And he's going to get nitpicked to death, I am sure of it. But for right now, he looks every bit the part of a future number one pick. Better hope he's got big hands, right? Better hope he starts stretching those hands now, Josh. I mean... They could put you they, on... Uh, what were the machines they used to put you on when you got, like, drawn and quartered back in the day? Yeah, like the rack? Yeah, if, did they make one of those for hands? They probably do, and if they don't, somebody should patent it right now and just sell it to the Rosen family because he needs that 9.5-inch hand. Product of Pylon, we could get on that. Mark, I think, I think that's uh, that's our next big venture here, but we're uh, we're wrapped for the day. Nice, nice little show, and 
Welcome to uh, the 2017 draft process, everybody. I hope you enjoyed your four days off. Four days, generous. You got two. We're ready to move on. Tomorrow we've got uh, we've got Dan Hatman coming on. He's going to be talking about the uh, the 90 man roster and pretty much some big battles that we're going to be seeing uh, during minicamp. Actually, what happens as we start to get down to cutdowns heading towards training camp? That's going to be tomorrow on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. <laughs>